And we're and back. That's <laughs> good to do that. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that usually means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. Make way for Dark Helmet. All rise in the presence of Dark Helmet. Every week, I'll be talking with leaders in and out of F3, including regular appearances for my shared leadership team. If I'm going to do this, I'll need my news team at my side. News team, assemble! We're here for candid conversations, to answer questions from around F3 Nation, to pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. And we're back. Oh, hello and welcome again to the three boot it is the 43 feet podcast i am your host frank schwartz aka the darkest of all aka dh aka doa aka i can't remember all the things uh, that well those are those are most of the polite things that people will will call me uh but uh you can call me dark helmet uh and i am uh happy to be here this morning there are, holy moly there are so many crazy and amazing things happening around F3 Nation right now. Uh, as of the recording of this podcast, um, we're just a day after the uh, the New York Times ran a feature about F3 on the, what page was it again? Oh yeah, the front page, front page. Now, okay, look, we were below the fold, but hey, you can only, you know, you, you, you take what you can get. But, uh, you know, we we had that article come out. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today uh, and about a lot of other things that are related to leadership in F3 Nation. And <laughs> good. Badaving is holding up the fact that he has, uh, he cleared out the local 7-Eleven of, <laughs> of all the papers that they had. <laughs> I was like, how are the FNGs going to find and, uh, us? And I was like, yeah, I think our 84 year old physical paper crowd is you know, somehow they'll manage to, to shuffle I, over. I'm not really I tell sure. You, I spent $18 on newspapers on Sunday morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> That voice, of course, is the head of tech for F3 Nation, Chris Gambino, 40, bada bing, out of Jack's Beach area, Florida. Welcome, my friend. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, like I said, I was excited and so excited that uh, all the senior citizens of the Northeast Florida area are all pissed at me that I took all their Sunday papers. But I have cool. no idea how the stock market's doing now. <laughs> that that snapper. Where's my... I don't even know what comics are even happening anymore. Like, you know, where's my Beetle Bailey? Do they do that? I don't know. If they, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, welcome, Bada. Good, good to have you. That other voice that you heard uh, chiming in there is, of course, the the most well known Hello Kitty in all of our mm. If there's another one, we don't know. But if there, there is. is another one, he's yeah. not nearly as well known. Brian Joe is forty one. Hello Kitty out of Carpex. Yeah, that's, uh, excited. That's, uh, Eastern North Carolina area. Thrilled uh, to be here. Thrilled. Thrilled. And uh, was thrilled to, to be uh, informed by so many informed people across the internet <laughs> who we are and what we do and the ways in which we do it. 
but uh and we'll talk more about the article. Uh, we will talk more really, about that. Really, really cool stuff. Um yeah. Uh, they, really neat. And also uh just a good reminder as to what's are, out there that's and right. who's looking and who's that is right. And th- these are days not to be forgotten, man. Yeah. Days not to be forgotten. Uh the guy who keeps us on track and uh kind of tries his best as as it says in his uh his Slack profile, the guy who shakes the biggest weasel in F3 Nation, which he identifies as uh, yours truly, Mr. Eric Nowak, 42 gobbler out of the Puget Sound area up in the Tacoma defiance. How is it? Yes. How is it? It is like 82 degrees here today. I'm sweating like crazy. Uh, so. It's a it's a it's a crisp 78, I think, out here right now. A little sunshine. I mean, these are the times I live for. There's actually humidity in the air, so I don't know what to do about that. Hmm. Um, uh, ship it back over here. I and guess. Uh, for the record, I literally have no idea how we get anything done. So the fact that we spent six hours on a Zoom call this Saturday and actually accomplished work is in and of itself a miracle. It, uh, you know, we're we are a, a force to be reckoned with. Speaking of forces to be reckoned with at 57 years old, the war daddy, Steve Schaefer, G.M.O. out of the the middle of the country in St. Louis. Welcome, my friend. What head is of sectors, brother? Head of sectors. Yeah. One thing I loved about this article that posted was that I got to take a picture of it and, and send it to my family and say two things the Schaefer's love, which is St. Louis Cardinals and F3, because part of the article I read above that was uh, Albert Pujols getting his 700th home run. So we were celebrating on, on uh, F3 and uh, St. Louis Cardinals this weekend. It was a red letter day for the, the, the Arch City. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, and certainly not to be, uh, not last and not least, uh, but Mr. Seth Brown, 47, Bono out of the ENC. Yeah. Uh, uh, leadership weekend, development. How well, are you? Yeah, I, I'm good. And, and to tell you this weekend, what I enjoyed more than anything was watching all your comebacks and reading them. <laughs> and I think I made the, the, the comment that I think all of your replies were about as perfect as any two thumbed human could reply back. I mean, it was like, sadly, I have three thumbs. I know, but I'm giving you credit for two. Um, But it was one of those things where it was like, it was funny. Um, You smacked them upside the head with love and light and like, come and see, come and see. And I'm like, all right, people, if nothing else, that's a hashtag. I kept waiting for it to trend on Twitter and I was pissed off because I kept looking back at the trends. And it wasn't quite that popular, but I am going to uh, commission a come and see shirt from uh, Hello Kitty, I think. Uh, Well, how about that? Stand by, I'll have it ready in four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And then Gambino puts in the chat, come and see sweaty shirtless men. Well, there's some truth to that, isn't there? There's some truth to that. So before we go any further, though, it is really important. You'll notice that you did not hear Bing today on the podcast. And I don't remember if we've made it a huge deal out there in the, in the, the, the PAX verse or not. Um, but uh, our brother Bing has uh, decided that it was time to step aside. Uh, there's no scandal. Don't worry. Um, but our head of expansion has shifted over to one of my favorite human beings. And people give me crap all the time. They're like, you say that about everybody. And I'm like, oh, Trust me, I don't. Uh, I've got a list. Um, but uh, Mike Sluhan, 46 years old, also out of St. Louis, taking over for head of expansion. It's, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Beans, 
Oh, it didn't work. Hold on, here we go. <laughs> you love me so much. I I already hear right? <laughs> all yeah. the applause. The cheering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome, Beans. This is hey. This is your uh, your VQ here. This or is your VQ, but it's your your uh, first bell. You're ringing the yeah. first bell on the podcast. Welcome. So sorry about all the editing that you're going to have to do uh, on this one. Just <laughs> it being my first time and all. No, 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 no. We don't edit here. It's <laughs> we're one take people. We are nice. one take people. Beans, introduce yourself to the packs just for a wee moment, would you? Sure. So, like I said, Mike. That'll so do. Thanks. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So, there we have it. Uh, Mike Sluhan, 46 Beans, uh, been involved with F3 since late 2018. And uh, it's actually one of the other guys that's on the screen who was instrumental in getting me involved in F3. So, GMO had been uh, pressing me for a long time to participate in a men's retreat. And at that men's retreat, they did a workout in the morning, which happened to be an F3 workout. And that's where I got introduced to F3 and have been loving it ever since. That is awesome. Uh, well, welcome to the call. And I first, uh, I can't remember the first time I met beans, I guess. Uh, I don't remember. We did a grow ruck or something together and Louisville and yeah. it was, okay. I couldn't remember if it was Louisville or not. Yep. And so I met beans. That was probably the first time I met him and I was pretty impressed then. And then he, uh, was the host queue for the St. Louis, uh, grow ruck that happened, uh, about a year and a half ago and absolutely just crushed it. And I was like, this guy's way smarter than most of the rest of the guys I hang around. He's going to have to be some national talent here at some point. And I don't remember if I, I warned you at all, uh, then or not. Uh, sometimes I do, um, uh, and tell a guy and be like, you know, you shouldn't get very comfortable where you are. Um, but, uh, he, yeah, he ran the large, I think it, it, now Gmo, you can correct me on this. It was the largest GTE today. It wasn't 130 or so participants. Yes. That's sorry. Yeah. I but, think yeah. it was maybe 132 that finished just roughly. I don't know. Give or take, give or yeah. take. And, and it, am I correct that no other grow ruck has even come close to that? Am, am I, am I correct when I say that? Yeah. You are correct. Huh. But we got weird coming up in December, so we're hoping for big. Yeah, food. I hear a lot of bragging, but I don't see a lot of registrations out of Katie. Hashtag just saying. They're resting on the oh, laurels. So, sorry, New York Times fame. Yeah, they've been busy landing pieces in the New York Times. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Speaking so, just really quick. Obviously, Pax. You know, uh, if you don't know at this point, um, I'm not really sure how you, how you might have missed it, but you know, anything's possible, right? But uh, we were featured in the New York Times, page one. Uh, did I mention it was page one? And uh, and it was. Uh, a story that was uh, featured mostly out of Katy, Texas. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the journalist who went down there kind of spent some time with Katy guy and spent a couple of days, uh, you know, in the gloom and, and other places with them and, and just kind of, um, kind of, you know, featured what they were doing and, and talked to some of those men and stuff like that. It was Ruth Graham actually is the, the author. I don't know if she's related to Billy or not, but, um, eh, whatever it's worth asking, but, uh, regardless, the that that appeared there and we've had a few expansion requests uh well, i maybe like three four something like that uh every hour on the hour like <laughs> it has been a little bananas uh it means do you have a do you honestly do you have a count on that do you have kind of a, a rough uh since it came out what what the number is of expansion requests yeah so since saturday morning which, that's true because it came out digitally saturday morning and then it hit the hit the physicals on uh on on Sunday. So yeah. Right. So since Saturday so, morning, a little over 60 requests have come in. Is that good? 
I don't heard that's a good number. Is that, is that, uh, is that, is I would that say high? it's a, it's a, it's a slight uptick, a slight uptick from, uh, from what we were getting, uh, before. So somewhere in that 48 hour span, 60 or so requests, uh, we didn't get, we didn't get that many for order, man. Um, and, uh, over, over the period of the whole time. Right? So, you know what so I, I think guess, is pretty incredible. Tell me if you'll allow me, Frank, of course. Um, so obviously it's easy to, you know, jump on your social media of choice and, and in an instant like this, Twitter seems to be the fastest moving platform in which, you know, things sure. are discussed. Right. And so it's easy to, and by the way, and I echo Bono. He uses Bono, the word disgust loosely, but yes. yeah. I, I thought the way in which you uh, personally communicated about the article with many people that sort of had snarky, you know, the, the classic, everybody on Twitter is a freaking comedian snark factor machine, the way in which you engage, I actually thought really put great light into what we are and what we do here. And, and, and just so you guys, you know, at home are, are listening, the nation uh, need not uh, get in and start replying with everybody, you know, F3 right. nation is, is, is sort of a thing, but not really a thing. Right. And so right. it's like, it's, it's our job. It's our job as men to, to talk about this thing that we care for. And I thought you did a great job of that. I'll so let, let, let the, let the focus be not all of that stuff, but think about the 60 individuals sure. who are saying now I'm here, here I am. Yep. So yep. Let me come be a part of this thing. That's, that's incredible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share just a couple of quick things that have come uh, as and thank you for your very kind words. Uh, we will we can review some of the things that were said uh, because it's hilarious. Some of them were hilarious. Maybe uh, I didn't see it all. <laughs> well, one of my favorites was like some guy just writes gay. Cool. Man. I was like, hmm, yeah, they're okay. welcome too. Yeah, yeah, welcome exactly. So I was just yeah. like, yes, exactly. And I, they're all they're so all what? there was a picture of dudes on each other's back at a pool party. So what? So what? Like, I don't, you know, look, and somebody was like, clearly, and I was like, isn't it funny how, you know, a moment in time, one frame of life captured and then taken out of context can look a little weird. So it's so, it's so funny how that works sometimes. Um, but anyway, so yes, engaging was, was a lot of fun on Sunday um, and, and all that kind of stuff. But the part of the reason I brought it up too, was just to say, we, it, there's, there's the initial fallout or, or I shouldn't say we fallout response, I guess the initial response of, you know, everybody tweeting at the New York times saying how, you know, we're a cult and we're this, we're that, blah, 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 whatever. Fine. Um, but on the back of that, there was a guy for the, that writes for the dispatch. I don't, I don't even think I know what the dispatch is, but he wrote that same day. He was like, I was inspired by what I read. And this is a thing that I think is a problem too. And if I'm not, mistaken the dispatch is not exactly a conservative leaning uh publication uh, i'm not really sure but regardless you know you, you had a follow on there you had the drudge report uh, apparently picked it up this morning um being monday and you know as you may guys may know drudge reports kind of a news aggregator sort of you know snacks or snaps uh, or what am i saying snatches uh headlines from all over the place and stuff and apparently it was on there and uh our very own italian job uh of the team t-boy and the job that are on the stuff worth trying podcast um they uh he said they had a guy show up in rock hill to a bible study because he was on the drudge report early in the morning clicked on that, read the article and was like, I need friends. I just got divorced. I'm miserable. I've gotten fat and I'm sad and I don't know what to do. And so he went to the Rock Hill. He found F3 Nation, found the Bible study uh, that was nearby, showed up and said, I'll be back for workouts uh, later in the week. And there you go. 
right? And these are the kinds of things. That, and and the most interesting uh, thing that's happened so far, well, maybe not the most interesting, but one of the most interesting things that's happened so far is we actually got a request or Katie, Texas got a request that came in um, and, uh, and they pushed it up to us uh, from, from a Switzerland uh, journal, like a, some, some newspaper in Switzerland that was like, we find... I don't know how they talk in Switzerland. If he finds this very interesting, you know, I don't know, whatever that, <laughs> right, yeah, that's very, right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. So some sort of Europeanish uh, accent, but uh, the only Swedish thing I can think of is a Swedish chef Gambino. And I'm not really sure that. Now you're going well, so. to Swedish. Yeah. I think you said Switzerland. I, oh yeah. Yeah. It was Switzerland. You know, whatever. Anyway, it's anyway, a nice thing. All great. Look, it's yeah. not the point. <laughs> this is all getting cut anyhow. So the point being that here we are, uh, the, some Switzerland uh, newspaper was like, Hey, we want to, we want to talk about F32. And that's not a place that we currently are. So beans is in the process of, of, uh, of uh, cloning himself to somewhere around 20 X and um, by creating other leaders. And we're going to answer all these responses or all these, uh, you know, uh, expansion requests somehow. Go ahead. Yeah. Bob. And let me give a shout out to uh, David French from the French press blog, which yeah, I found his, uh, his article to be uh, a really nice uh, follow-up piece called a short story of man. Uh, and in my opinion, he gave a lot more depth into this problem of uh, sort of the, the crisis of masculinity and, and how men need a purpose and how men need yeah. friendships. And because our society in the last decade has been, just rooted in technology and our faces shoved in a phone and on zoom calls like this very one that <laughs> men have been essentially, uh, you know, uh, put into this situation where they don't have a purpose anymore. They don't have friendships because they're either, yeah. you know, too into their job, too into their iPhone, whatever it may be. And there's no, uh, adventure or masculinity or any of this. And so he really writes a great article, um, getting even further into the weeds with a lot more data, uh, as a follow-up. And, and I think it's uh, definitely worth sharing. If yeah. not, uh, and that's the guy I was reading. Right. Right. I was, that's why I was referencing guy. And maybe I messed up the name of the, the paper. I, mean, I know it was the French press, but it was, he writes for some other big publication. Yeah. He uh, writes for the, uh, I think the Atlantic and he, he writes for some other places. Okay. So. Anyway, it was, it was, it was a very nice piece. And it was funny because he said, I hadn't heard of F3 before this morning, you know, when the New York times article came out. And I am, I, and yet I am inspired to write it. So a lot of big things happening there, tons. And, and, you know, to Kitty's point, we had some really, uh, a fun time on Twitter yesterday, engaging a lot of people, some that were legitimately interested. Uh, although I think the ratio was probably one to 400, you know, <laughs> or so <laughs> on, on, uh, interested versus, uh, you know, trolls, but, um, a lot of people jumped to the defense that weren't F3 people, you know, uh, that, you know, got guys and, and women all across the country that, that don't have any affiliation or hadn't heard of F3, but, you know, kind of that, uh, that look. And, and, you know, one of the things, and I got a number of notes saying, why are you engaging with these people? You know, you shouldn't give them the time of day. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. And uh, certainly there's a case to be made there. Um, but when Gombler put out today what he thought would be a good topic, and it really does fit kind of with what we're, what we're talking about here in terms of, you know, this popularity that's coming or this, this, again, maybe not popularity, but recognition, certainly, or awareness that's coming. Um, you know, he, he typed in and said, well, you know, what if we talk about creating a culture that ensures mission accomplishment versus just getting things done now? And so to kind of just point out the story a little, or just point, point up the topic a little bit, you know, yesterday we could have gotten things done. We could have answered every 
uh, tweet, you know, uh, in, a, in a different kind of a way. Um, we could have, we could have fought with people. We could have, you know, we could have gotten a lot of things done. Um, but in order to stay missional, in order to stay on point and, and, and looking in the right direction and that kind of thing. Um, you know, that was, you know, guys telling me, oh, you shouldn't engage with these people. And I thought, you know what, if I'm really a believer in our credo, if I actually have that in my heart and I believe that I should leave no man behind and I should leave no man where I found him, then in the off chance that some of these guys are actual guys and they're not bots, you know, or, you know, some trolls, uh, just sitting in a, a Russian basement somewhere or whatever it is. Right. I don't know. Um, but if in the off chance that these are actual guys and, uh, and they are actually reaching out, even if they're reaching out with hate and, and anger and whatever it might be, even if that's the case then I can't leave them behind either, I, I can't do it. Right. And so that was part of why I felt like I needed to engage and I needed to give them answers of love and caring and compassion rather than, you know, shut up troll or your mom's gay or, you know, I don't know whatever, <laughs> whatever teenage, you know, fight you might get in right. With, with what what like they would expect you to answer back with as well. Right. I, they're, yeah. they're expecting you to tell them to F off. <laughs> right. Right. Cause they want the fight. Right. Well, so and that's part the of thing is, is to show the difference. They, that's what they are used to because that's what every other organization and every other person on the planet seems to do uh to people who are contrary you know if you if you watch the news there's not a lot of people sitting down and going you know what you make a good point um do you mind if i ask you a question right rather than just going you know you suck and you've you've uh if you point tell you, if you use the word microaggression non-ironically around me we probably aren't going to have lunch together <laughs> right no, but you know like oh you've microaggressed me you know whatever I, you know th this is the world that we live in right everyone's just waiting around to to be offended and be angry and that kind of thing and but uh, what i tried to to do was kind of say hey look this is not the mission fighting is not the mission the mission is to plant grow and serve and to love and to care gmo yeah, I was just going to say this is consistent with where you were two and a half years ago when all the riots were kind of kicking off is our job is not to be divisive. We can't be that way. We need to be able to meet these guys in the middle so that we can build relationships with them and we can influence them to be virtuous leaders. So I just as you described that, you know, situation there, um, Dark Helmet, it just yeah. is consistent with who you are and how you're leading us. So really well i naturally i appreciate that uh yep. very much um but it, it it's yeah i guess it's consistent with me but it, it to me it's it's more about being consistent with the mission beans i saw you raise your hand there yeah i yeah. think we, go ahead oh, i was just gonna say that um i think those are just little lures put out there waiting for you to bite because then it can be validated whatever they're saying to the extent that you come back with an attack or a negative response to their negative response it just validates what they're trying to say so they can say, see, told you, I knew that this was what it was about rather than yeah. the way that you handled it, which was uh, that that showed leadership. Yeah. Uh, listen to you guys. Go yeah. Ahead. And I don't uh, I don't have a uh, or not <laughs> an original thought here, but there was a quote. I think Denzel Washington said, that's right. I'm going to quote Denzel. And he said, don't confuse movement with progress because you can run in place and not get anywhere. But are you moving forward and who are you taking with you and how are you making things better? Right. So you could be going back and forth with someone on Twitter and it not making any progress, not being productive, not making the world a better place. Um, or you could stay on mission 
and, and try to win someone over through kindness uh, and compassion and, and trying to make, make the world a better place. So yeah. um, thank you, Denzel, for that, whatever movie that came from, or maybe you said it in a motivational speech. I don't know. I just remembered it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say it's the untoxic response. Like, how are you being different for representing us on the Twitterverse? So it's 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 really outstanding. When you said play and grow serve, you know, I'm always thinking about F3 and the open to all men. And as we get this influx or insurgence or onslaught, I think a slaughter calls it. It's like just reflect. Reflecting he just wants to hear his name. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing I just keep thinking about too is it's up to this point, it's mostly been guys that we've known and invited into the packs. And there's a little bit of an initial care and connection and making sure that guy's doing okay. But in this case, we're going to start having a bunch of men from all different walks of life that nobody knows. And just reflecting, you know, do we have enough love in our hearts to care about that guy too? Um, do we have guys in the packs that are getting their phone numbers and following up with them and, and uh, making sure that uh, they know where they're at and that are they going to come back again? Uh, it's uh, it's going to take uh, a little bit more love maybe than what we've been used to up to this point is kind of what I've been really praying about and thinking about uh, for the packs. I think right on that GMO, it's, it's really going to test how committed are we to the core principles we say, right? How committed are we to you know, as this thing expands, I mean, there, there are lots of costs, right? You know, Bada Bing was talking about just internet and how much more are we going to have to invest in that? So it's good heavens. Thing always cost. And one of the core principles is this thing is always going to be free, mm-hmm. right? So there are ways we can, we can handle that and address that. But I think your point is even more important of it being open to all men mm-hmm. and all men is all men. Yeah. And what does that look like? And um, I think this whole thing, what I saw this weekend darkest was is this concept of of when we're looking at at replying to people and trying to stay on mission and the goes back to the phrases of you know clear the path like the way mm-hmm. what does that that happen and and as you guys were talking i brought up the um king's quote on light where darkness cannot drive out darkness only light can do that yeah and on what gmo said hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that and it sounds a little hokey for guys to be talking about love but you know, Kitty, how do you how do you end every podcast? Right. I love Sorry, you. Guys, yep. Right. It's that whole idea of, of guys being able to say that in a way where we talk about agape love and 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 that filial love and that brotherhood. No one's uh, going to talk about that because we don't know what you're saying right now. But no, it's kidding. The no fancy I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Greek love, yes. brother. Yes. But it's 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 that whole idea of yep. as men, we can do that. And there are not many organizations. Um, I think one of the, the things I was tweeting out this morning, this yesterday was of all the things, no matter what you thought about the article, the circle of trust was featured in the front page of the New York Times. Right. The frigging mm-hmm. circle of trust yeah, was on right the front there. page. Boom. Front page. And I'm like, all right, that's pretty dull. I mean, in most markets, in, in the St. Louis market, it was the baseball guy, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. You know, if you think about what most guys say when they talk about F3, and the guys that have seen impact their life, we saw tons of it this weekend. It, it changed my life. It didn't change their life because they went to a really good workout, right? Like we get to go to a really good workout and most of these guys are physically fit, but it, I think it's changed many of their lives because my hope is it's made them more missional in more aspects of their life. So hear me out. If this F3 thing 
is so steadfast on no matter what you do, you are free to lead, but you are free to lead because we're staying on mission. Plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. We come back to it all the damn time. And my thought is it's impacted so many lives because maybe it's gotten you to do that in other places you weren't doing that before. What's my family mission? What's my work mission? What's my what's my spiritual mission? And maybe because we're so focused on it here and we're working our tails off to ensure it stays that way, mm-hmm. it can it's it's then seeped into other buckets of your life. I think that's why guys say it's changed their life. Why it's been a game changer for me. Yeah. Not because you can do because tw- you can do 25 burpees in a year ago, you can only do 10. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. But I think it's that missional living is what is really getting unlocked here. Oh, you, you couldn't be more right. You couldn't be more right. Go ahead, Jimo. Yeah, I was just going to say too, it's it's uh, not just doing a tough workout, but for a lot of guys to be vulnerable, which is what happens or needs to happen in the COT that immediately builds trust for you to not be alone, for you to lead with courage, for you to fail fast. Um, it, it just, it's not, like you said, it's not just the fitness aspect, but there's a, a toughness, a, a beat down when, you, when you're maybe confessing something or working on something, or you have a quote that's inspiring. That's what's really different. Otherwise you work out by yourself, you got your headphones on and you just kind of fade into the day uh, if you're in a gym, but F3 from the first beat down is just something amazingly uh, special as we know. And I think that's what needs to continue as we're out in the gloom. Uh, the other thing around that too, is not just welcome that guy, getting his number, but you immediately care for that guy to see him continue to show up, to encourage him to do a BQ. Um, as we have this influx coming at us, are we prepared for um, starting new site cues and new sites so that we don't get too many guys showing up and then we lose the fellowship aspect. There's so many parts of what we've got to plan for as we get this influx. And this is just one article that seems to get rewritten and referred to, and then other podcasts are going to be coming our way. So this is really just, I think, the first big thing that we've seen that that we got to do a lot of preparedness around. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, going back to the COD, the circle of trust, I mean, I was at a workout this morning. It was actually a VQ. So it was a guy's first time leading a workout. He's been probably coming for a couple months now. He moved to the F3 Jacks region um, from Michigan, where I think he had heard about it or maybe attended one workout. Uh, shout out to Maestro. Good VQ this morning. But some of the first things he said was, uh, hey, I had no friends when I moved here. Uh, and, uh, I met you guys and I've prayed for people that I don't even know who they are. Guys like Heisenberg, uh, and guys, you know, sons who are, you know, needing healing and stuff like that. And he's like, I haven't prayed for other guys and and people like that in, in a long time and forever. And he's like, man, it's more than a workout. I think that's part of what makes us different is we've got, uh, sure. You can come out there and slip in and slip out and get the workout and feel great about it. But uh, what's where men's lives are really changed are in that circle of trust where we're praying for one another uh, shoot, where we're just encouraging each other. Let's just take, you know, it doesn't matter who who's praying or what the praying, but just encouraging each other uh, and being around each other and fellowshipping with one another, having that male camaraderie um, that, you know, 40 something year old dudes like myself don't have anymore because we don't have the opportunity to be on a sports team. Because frankly, if I played weekend softball or, flag football, I'd be injured in about three seconds. And you're the young one around here. 
That's right. That's right. Already one back surgery under my belt. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's there's um, every region, I think, is uh, at some point going to experience some type of growth. I don't care if it's now or if it's later. If you're doing the mission, if you're working on the mission, you're going to experience some type of rapid growth. Um, and what is really there's a trap there. And the trap is if you're in the Nantan, you're in the SLT, you become focused on all the things that you have to do, you know. Uh, the the tasks right the in, yeah exactly the individual tasks and and what we're kind of asking you as the leader to do is take a step out from that and understand that the way to accomplish all those tasks isn't for you to do them or to turn yourself into this big mega project manager with a clipboard to be checking things off it's to take a step back and make sure your culture yeah. is strong and of course as we define that sua sponte you know free to lead. If you find that you're overwhelmed as a Nantan, and this applies even now, even if you don't have growth, check your culture. It probably means that you don't have guys who feel free to lead and they're taking the initiative to to take those things off your plate. As a Nantan, I would much prefer you feel like you're not doing enough because everyone else is doing everything for you. And so that frees you up to ensure that you're really focused on the culture. And as I was um, going through the, uh, our spreadsheets from this past weekend, uh, I was hit by the fact that we, un, not necessarily, this was not deliberate, but we identified our main effort as creating or building and sustaining the culture. Um, we didn't do that deliberately. We didn't sit there and go, hey, we got to do, we just did it. And I was like, and then on top of that, last night, um, my M says, you know, if you have all this growth, your culture is going to change or you have to strengthen it. I said, well, there's only one option there. That's strengthening it. I was like, there's no change in here. I said, the culture is where it needs to be. And so that's when you get, when you look at this, are you creating, building, sustaining the proper culture or are you doing a set of tasks? And if you find yourself in the latter, you need deliberately, you need to, it is a deliberate move to the former. It's not going to be by accident. Uh, and that is a that is a tough move when you're covered up with things going on. Yeah, that's a really good point. And and you know it's funny because much like <laughs> much like a lot of aspects of F three, it reflects uh, it reflects our our lives, right? And and the lives that we live. And you know, much like uh, a man in his faith journey, if he becomes a box checker, you know, and a list checker, and a, you know he likes to scratch things off. He's like ah got it, you know, prayed, okay, good, read scriptures or, you know, whatever, right, went to church and he, and he becomes that kind of a guy and it becomes a very um, kind of, uh, God, I don't know, Bono, whatever the right word is, come on, educate me, pedantic, kind of, is pedantic the right word? Just sort of, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but it doesn't, it's, there's no emotion in it, right? There's no heart in it. He's just checking the boxes, right? And you can do that easily because you get overwhelmed with the amount of tasks that there are to do if those are the tasks that are, you know, you want to do them. Right. And so the, the trick I think is, is exactly what we're talking about, which is keeping focused on the mission the, the, the thing I've talked about before, I think on here and certainly in other places is, you know, guys joke with me all the time as my daughter went off to college and my you know middle one is dating now and that sort of thing. And they're like, Oh, you're going to be one of those dads that sits on the porch with a shotgun. And I said, no, because I placed an emotional shotgun in her heart years and years ago right? She knows who she is. She knows what she's doing. She has a mission. She has, you know, that's, that's how they roll. Um, and, uh, and I think it's a similar kind of a thing with, uh, with us, uh, in F3, 
right? We can get loaded down in the tasks. We can get loaded down a lot of things, but we've got to get that mission so deep in our heart that it, it drives our and influences all of our other behavior. Go ahead, Kitty. So then at what point do we ensure mission accomplishment on planting, growing, and serving small workout groups for the invigoration of male community leadership? And a hush fell over the crowd. Can you repeat that? I didn't catch at, Yeah. At what point do we ensure that that mission is accomplished? I, I mean, that's a good question. I, in my mind, the first thing I think, and maybe I'm misunderstanding the question, the first thing I think is there's no such thing as a rival. So uh, I guess you never are done doing that. Is that, is that kind that's of, kind of fair... what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Like, we're always working the mission, right? There's not going to be a day in which Dave Redding stands on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro and acclaims <laughs> or, or the, the front of an uh, aircraft served. carrier, <laughs> right. planted, grown and served. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't plan it. Point of my question. Right. Yeah. You, and you guys yeah. are probably like, yeah, we, there is no finish line. There is no finish line. You know, it's interesting because uh, there was a conversation on Slack. I think of Jeter threw it out there or whatnot. But um, the question is, can you <laughs> not exactly? Can you get so dense? Like, can can the can it get so dense of F three AOs that it's almost like your regions get too geographically small, so you become too insular? And um, there are a lot of people weighed in on it. And um, the bottom line was. Maybe, but we are so far from that, even here in Charlotte, that we're not, that it's not an issue. And I think it's easy to think, oh, we've, we've reached all the guys that are F that are willing to do F3 in this. No, not even, not even close. Uh, And I would, I would challenge the guys that if you're sitting in a region and you're like, yeah, we've arrived, we've accomplished the mission. No, you haven't. There's another AO you can plant. There's an AO who can grow and there's an, an AO that needs served. And so you never will arrive. And I'll tell you what I know GMO would say. And that is, even if you, even if you literally had 100% male participation, even if that was possible, which by the way, it's not, and it never will be. And it's not designed to be, we are always going to be a very, very, very small slice in the, in the greater, uh, you know, broader population of men. That's just the way it's going to be. And that's the way I think it's, it's supposed to be. But even if you had 100% male participation, if you had ESD status, right? If you had reached ESD status, look it up. Even if that was the case, there is still more to do because not every man's heart will always be at 100%. Is that a fair statement, Chima? Well, there's the serve. So the serve is right. always right. serve is always mission. Yeah, it's forever. Sorry, GMO. He said he said yeah. you, but I was feeling it. No, I, I liked your response. It was <laughs> I just think there's always different phases a man is going through in his life that he is called up to be um, a new kind of leader in new ways with new people, and you always need that packs tight in around you, especially if you've got a shield lock. You know, one of the things you said, Gobbler, was dense, and I was thinking do we need to disrupt the status quo of the way we've done things in our AOs and at our workouts? Uh, I always go back to, do we always end in a prayer, a Bible verse? Do we always kneel? Are there political, you know, nudges and and conversations at the AOs? Um, And maybe now's the time to maybe dilute that a little bit in a good way. So you do prove that you're open to all men, you know, splitting up that COT with a quote or a song verse, just so the guys that are showing up don't only see it done one way. It also can encourage them to have the 
um, idea that I don't have to say a prayer. I'm not comfortable with that, but I can do a song verse and I'm going to lead a, a, a beat down here because I don't have to do it the way that it's always been done at this location. So I would just ask yeah. to think a little bit more broadly in, in disrupting the status quo to welcome more men. I think that is a very, very good point. And, you know, especially now, you know, to go along with the topic, we could easily say, ah, good. We all stood in the circle. We prayed and we left box checked COT complementamente, right? Um, that's my attempt at Spanish. Um, and, uh, and, and that could be the thing that we did. And so we will have accomplished the task, right? We will have gotten the thing done. However, that is not missional. Mission is not just getting the things done. And so, you know, I, I really love what you said there, GMO, because uh, for me then, one of the things that I, I personally have started doing, and, and, and I think this fits, I hope it does, uh, is, you know, I say every time now, no matter where I am, and, and you know, we travel a fair amount, and no matter where I am, I'm always saying the same stuff. Uh, and I, but with this giant influx of men that are, that are coming, like whether we like it or not, that's just what's going to happen. Um, it's only going to get more from here because, you know, parenthetically, you know, the, the guy uh, Peloton out of Dallas is pitching us to GMO, uh, GMO, GMA, <laughs> GMA, Good Morning America, you know, and the Today Show and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Uh, although I am told by Slaughter that if we do get the Drew Barrymore show, he insists on going because he used to have a crush on her. But that's neither here nor there. Terrific. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and Rogan and whoever else we can possibly end up on, right? But with this giant influx of men, it, it, we saw it even yesterday on Twitter. These guys are going, you, oh, so you have to be a Christian. You have to end in a prayer. No, I understand that that is the snapshot that you see. And that is representative of what it is. And even the headline, you know, was, you know, fixing loneliness with push-ups and prayer or whatever, or something like that. Right. And yeah, that's kind of right. But the thing that I've started doing uh, and that I would, you know, put out there as kind of a stuff worth trying is I say the same sort of little speech at the end of every one. And I go, okay, uh, the third F of F3 is faith. We define faith as simply a belief in something bigger than yourself. It is not a particular uh, you know, faith tradition. It is not a particular denomination of any sort of religion or anything like that, but it is simply an acknowledgement that you are not the king of the world. Now, as a Christian, I am going to offer a Christian prayer, or I will say, and therefore we will not pray at this particular cot right so i always start with kind of that little piece there and then i'll i'll just say and sometimes it's just a shout out to say hey you know the a lot of times we would pray here and we would sort of offer up you know uh the needs or things that we have i'll still get guys to share what's on their hearts but i'll tell them you know we're not gonna you offer that to god on your own time uh what we're gonna do here is recognize that we've now offered that to our brothers and yeah, our of, responsibility now, hold on one second, I'm sorry, but our responsibility now is to have heard those things that were said and then to step up and do something about them. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah. One of the most powerful uh, COTs that I'd actually been a part of was a guy who was queuing the workout and came to COT and he goes, you know, I know you guys say a Christian prayer sometimes at the end, or someone will say, you know, uh, a motivational uh, speech, something like that. He said, Hey, I'm not a religious man, but here are all the things F3 has done in my life. And these are all, uh, the reasons why I keep coming back for the fellowship and the friendship. And the fact that when I moved the other day, you know, 20 guys came over and helped me unload the pod. Uh, and he said, listen, that's me. And, and, and you guys haven't tried to convert me in any certain 
faith or anything like that. It's not what it's about. And uh, I appreciate that, that you accept me for who I am. And it was, it was powerful, you know, just to know that the group uh, and believing in something bigger than yourself, whether that just be the group is enough. So I, I think on that line, you know, it, it comes back down to how do we make sure we're not just getting things done. And, and what we're talking about is if something is either there, when something is, is failing, it's easy to figure out, let's do something different. I think the harder thing is when something has worked for so long and we get to a plateau or we don't quite notice that it starts sl- sl- that slippery slope downward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that whole idea for me of, of the way that we make sure that we stay on mission and we get things done is we're constantly accelerating. Sure. So that whole whole idea that if we're not accelerating, then, then we are decelerating. There are two options, period, because staying the same is the same as everyone else is moving up. So you're actually decelerating because people are passing you. And so that was one of the things I think for me today, actually, I was talking with two site cues and DNC and just that whole concept of if things aren't working or if things are stagnant, then disrupt the status quo. And it can be some small things, um, but it's, we got to do something different um, in order to lead. And I, I think about sometimes for me, one of the things I love doing more than anything is at the beginning of work at the beginning of a workout, I simply say, follow me. And I learned that from Gandalf went to shark tank and that was, it was his birthday cue. And he started, you know, balls out. You you should not learn anything from shark tank. Well, I I learned that because (laughs) here's what happened. Here's what happened. It was a simple command to disrupt the status quo. Normally we stand around, you get in a circle, you do the disclaimer, you do size turtle hops is the first exercise every time. And it completely disrupted everyone's status quo. And we followed them. We fought down a dark, dangerous path, and it was a lot of burpees and whatever. Uh, It was fun. And I still remember that workout because the first thing he did was disrupt the status quo and kept us on mission. And it was it was pretty cool little little situation there. Yeah. And uh, it reminds me of uh, of one of your favorite books and one of our I guess we share this as well. But that, that book Legacy about the All Blacks, you know, and they say when you're at the top of your game, change your game. Beans. Yeah, I just wanted to share an example of what I think we're all talking about here. And it's uh, maybe going to embarrass one of the guys on the screen here. But um, when we were awarded our Grow Rock, um, GMO was the Nantan at the time. And exactly what we're talking about and staying on task. Instead of being all excited and trying to say, oh, our region's going to get a grow rock and taking all the glory and trying to move forward with it. The first thing he did was say, I got to find somebody else to lead the charge on this because I got to stay on task and leading our region and not take my mind off that. And so that's what gave me the opportunity to step into that role and then trying to follow his example of leadership said, okay, this isn't about us. The only reason that event was the way it was is because we had a phenomenal team that put that thing together. So rather than GMO trying to bear it on his shoulders or myself trying to bear it on my shoulders, putting an amazing team together that can show the power of what we can do when we bring like minds together and focus on the mission and that make it not about us, but about the mission. Yeah. And look how that turned out for you. Welcome to the team. <laughs> uh, you know, you you bring up an interesting point there uh, as well, and and you know, you kind of made me think that you know, there's only a couple reasons I think why a guy would try and do everything by himself. The first is that he simply does not know what to do, and no one has trained him to do it correctly. The second is that he has an ego problem, 
and he thinks that he must do it because somehow his work is is better than any others. So if you want to stay in tasks, you know, and worrying about getting things done, then yes, absolutely, make a list, keep keep the list to yourself, and check everything off the list so that you can pat yourself on the back, think how wonderful you are. But if you want to stay on mission, by golly, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kitty. No, I, I you exactly just summed up what I was sort of thinking. It was that same exact thing. And, and and if you find yourself in one of those two positions, are you willing to check either that ego or that inability to get the help at the door? And, and what we're telling you is, is like, this is the place to do it, right? Like I sat across from a guy today who I've been in the gloom with damn near hundreds of times at this point. And we talked with some real vulnerability about things that we both struggle with in how we run our businesses and how we do things. And I, and I know that I have a trust level with that guy to be able to communicate with that, but I'm also willing to check some of that at the door because I know I'm in a place where I can do that. And that's what that circle of trust provides. And so I think that's where you guys out there at the nation regional level have the chance to really lean into that now, right? Some of the secret sauce was revealed a little bit this weekend. And that's okay. And some guys are like, man, I don't really love the publicity. I like that we're kind of up in the dark and nobody knows we're out there and we're sort of doing our thing and we keep growing. I, I get it, right? But we're also going to reach thousands and thousands of more men who are going to see this. Like, I need a part of that. But now you've got a real opportunity at your local level to lean into this thing. You got an opportunity at your local level to go introduce yourselves to more people. Hey, did you see this? This is what we're doing. Here's what we're about. This is just scratching the surface of who we are. Come and see. And so hopefully that invigorates you and excites you a little bit to, to, to keep this thing growing. Yeah. Yeah. Come and see indeed. You finished with that t-shirt yet? Gob, then GMO. You know, it's, um, as things start moving fast, it's really easy, like I said, to become focused on what's that next thing you have to do. And what I challenge Nantans and, and other leaders, and, and you can apply this to anywhere in your life. It's that, when you're not when when things start going, you as a leader, the first thing you have to do is create a shared understanding of the people that you're leading. Because what happens more times than not, and I've seen this, is you go to the guy, you go, "Hey, why are you just sitting on your hands?" He goes, "Well, I don't know what to do." Well, and I've learned that you know, and you go, "Well, I don't want to have to tell you what to do." That's because you know, and, and there's this big argument back and forth. And then I find out, I say, like, "No, the guy does. The guy, the person that you're talking to, doesn't understand." what's going on and so this idea of just taking time and make it very deliberate of saying okay let's all agree on what the problem is let's all agree on what this situation is and then all of a sudden just that single step you're going to see guys start popping their hands up and go well if this is the problem here's a solution and you're gonna be like oh i never thought of that right and i think that we 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 miss that first step is just you as a leader is just your job is just to make sure everyone's on the same page of what the problem is. Um, and I do that as a project manager. I go around and say, Hey man, am I, what, what am I missing that you see? Okay. Well, don't you don't, Hey, I need you to see this that I see from my position. And then all of a sudden people just take care of the problems. And so, you know, as a leader, I'm going to challenge you, take that time and create that shared understanding with your leadership team and then get out of their way. That's how you do it in the army, right? To a certain degree. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I'm just busting your chops. <laughs> you know, the, the, the previous GMO uh, before I became GMO. And, and, and oh, I was like, wait a minute. We've only had the one that I'm aware of. <laughs> no, it's just like, a, you know, a B, BC and, and AD, you know, it's, it's a little bit of like, I used to think like, I want the biggest impact and I want to get it the most efficient way. 
And I think what I've seen with F3 and what I love about it so much and a transitional thought for me personally has been, you know, work really hard to unlock that man and love that man and encourage him to accelerate or take just one small step forward. And it's just amazing to be shoulder to shoulder to see what that love or that, that patience or that presence has for that guy but also just recognizing that you change that one man, you open him up, you change his family and you change his legacy. So the impact uh, you can have just by caring enough about that one guy is, is monumental when you think about what that can do for changing the course of his family. Um, it's just something that just always gets me excited about shouldering up next to a guy in the gloom. No, I think that's exactly right, GMO. Um, and, and that's kind of one of the things I was thinking as you guys have all talked here today is, you know, you want to, you want to stay out of the weeds of getting stuff done and stay culturally focused on the mission. You want to do that. The way to do that is to think of the guy next to you is to think of the man that you need to help. It's to think of not leaving a man behind and not leaving him where you found him. You know I mean? That's, that's how you stay out of the weeds and, and focused on what you're supposed to be focused on now. I say it all the time too, you know, if, if you don't have a personal mission in your life, that's okay. Borrow F3s for just a little while till you figure it out. But by golly, don't you dare walk around all day aimless and missionless because this has meant something to me. And I know it's meant something to all the guys here on the, on the podcast today. And I know it's meant something to pretty much, if not all the guys who are listening. And, uh, and I will share that, uh, you know, without it, it, my life would be an absolute comedy. I mean, it would just be a mess. Um, and the, the man that I am today is, is almost unrecognizable uh, compared to what it was 10 years ago. And, and I know countless thousands uh, of other men who can say the same. So as the, as the influx comes and as the haters hate, <laughs> right? As all the things that, uh, that are transpiring right now. And no matter how widely known we happen to get, remember that we're always here for the one. We're always here for the guy next to you, the guy in front of you, the guy behind you. Um, Bono taught me that a million times on, on every grow ruck from you know, the beginning of time until now, pretty much, right? That's, that's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to do. And so, you know, it's easy to say, but it's not necessarily easy to do. And that's okay because we weren't made for easy, right? If it was easy, we wouldn't need leaders. Hi. 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 Boom. Hi. Hi. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there 43 feet at a time.